We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS Podcast NHL Edition, brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Paul Bruno as we break down the Friday and Saturday NHL slates. You can always find Paul on Twitter at Statsman22, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and forget to share and subscribe. Mr. Bruno, sir, how are you doing this fine Friday in NHL action? You know what? You catch me feeling good on a Friday afternoon looking forward to uh, three days of uh, uninterrupted watching of hockey and other sports on TV. Looking forward to it as always. Absolutely. So before we get overtaken by Toronto Blue Jays baseball here heating up in spring training, let's go ahead and talk some hockey here, sir. What do we have on tap for the Friday slate? Well, it's interesting. On uh, this Friday slate, we have five games and four of them feature teams that played last night. And so there is an opportunity here for people to jump on lineup stacks in, in some of the teams uh, that are opposing these uh, these uh, clubs 
three of the four are really bottom-end clubs in the NHL. So that, therein lies a tremendous opportunity because you're looking at Minnesota, who got walloped last night against New Jersey. They're playing in Washington. So talk about going from the frying pan to the fire. New Jersey, uh, a team that is up and down as well, uh, they play against Tampa, and uh, they got shelled the other day too. And Edmonton had a tough night against Los Angeles, not by the scoreboard, but a grinding game against the Kings, and they just go across the street to play in Anaheim tonight. So the road trip is not onerous, but uh, the opponent sure will be tough. All right. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and take a look at what we want to do with this five-game slate here and talk about your top plays at the center position here for Friday. Okay. Tonight I'm looking at Evgeny Kuznetsov. He comes in at a... Uh, a friendly uh, but high amount, if, if I can say that, 7300 bucks. But he's just found himself, worked his way into a great opportunity to play top-line minutes with some guy named Alex Ovechkin. And that's going to also uh, garner him top power play work. He's kind of traded places with Nicholas Backstrom, whose stock has fallen with that transfer a little bit. Of, uh, Backstrom's a second-line center there. Still a guy who can get you a point-of-game pace, but I'm focusing on a Kuznetsov and a big night opportunity partnered with Ovechkin against one of those teams that's in that back-to-back situation as the Wild comes to town. Kuznetsov, for his part, has eight points in the last in a five-game stretch before he's blanked his last time out. In a right. second, sorry, in, in a sorry. second second player that I want to show is David Krejci, fifty-eight hundred bucks. He's a little cheaper than Kuznetsov, but if you're looking for another lineup stack, it should be the Boston Bruins, and Krejci's a big part of that against a Carolina team that absolutely Josh mailed in a. Poor effort against Toronto, of all teams. The Leafs made them look bad. And now Carolina's on the second night, back-to-back uh, nights. And uh, Krejci, for his part, is a very skilled and disciplined playmaker. And if Carolina shows up with the kind of effort they had last night, he's the kind of guy that could have a field day as well. Yeah, you know what? You have to be embarrassed when you get schooled by the teacher's union. You know, that's 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 all I always say. Hey, you know, that's exactly right. <laughs> so. And uh, th- I threw in a value pick at center too, Josh, uh, if you want to uh, share it with our listeners. Uh, I look at Adam Henrique for the Devils. He's on their number one line. And despite the fact that they got blown out last night in Columbus, I give him a mulligan because he and his team have been resilient all year and are on the edge of playoff cont- contention. And they need a bounce back effort. And uh, he's going to get ample opportunity to lead the charge. As that first line guy, he's only going to cost forty three hundred bucks. Yeah, so if you're going up top there and using a Kuznetsov at seventy three hundred, it's a nice little pairing for value to balance out the salaries with uh, Henrik at forty three hundred. So I, I I like those plays. I think they make a lot of sense for my lineup there as well. And speaking of lineup creation here, Paul, uh, all the podcast listeners of this fine show, along with other shows, have a special opportunity to get involved with a ten day free trial at RotoWire.com. So if you like the advice of Paul, uh, you like the um, information or banter that I provide here as well. Well, you can get all of that free. The banter comes free anyway, but the information and the stats you can get uh, through rotowire.com slash pod. It's a free 10-day trial. We got lineup optimizers for the MLB, NBA, NFL, this NHL, just like we're talking about here on Fando, college football, soccer, and golf. Up to the net depth charts, customizable league projections, complete draft kits for all the major sports. So make sure you take advantage now, rotowire.com slash pod, free 10-day trial. You want to know if uh, we're using Ovechkin in our lineup optimizer at 10.7? Well, the answer would probably be yes. And you know what? I don't know too much about this Ovechkin guy, but I just have a feeling like he has some promise. You know, he might be <laughs> something in the NHL at some point. So um, keep keep tabs on that guy. Uh, that's that's your your um, friendly fancy advice 
um, for me for hockey. That, and I'm going to limit it to that because I think I can win if I just stick to that uh, for this show. So uh, without further ado, we'll re- turn it over to the actual hockey expert. Let's go ahead and talk about your top plays, Paul, on the wing side here. All right, on the wing, I'm uh, saying if you really want to blow your brains out on another winger that's not named Ovechkin, go with a guy named Brad Marchand. I have another show that I do uh, with Rotowire. It's a hockey podcast with Andrew Fiorentino. And at the end of the show, I talk about the stud of the week and the rant of the week. This guy was my stud of the week because he's been on fire for the last two. He's got a career-high 30 goals, 31-goal season in in place, and he's got uh, over a point a game pace in his last 10 starts playing dynamic, Hockey, very high emotion that this guy brings to the table all the time, but now he's complimenting it by filling the net at an unprecedented rate, but you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, On another left winger of note, David Perron, he's found himself uh, finally in a situation that takes really good advantage of his offensive skills. He's bounced around a couple other primetime opportunities, and this, I thought, was going to be his last chance because he's failed in Pittsburgh. He failed in St. Louis to really parlay into top line minutes, but he's got a great chemistry going with Ryan Getzlaff in Anaheim and they've led the the Ducks to where they are now, the hottest team in the league, and he's had a big role to play with six points in his last seven games. They face an Edmonton team that played a hard-fought game in L.A. last night, as I said, so I think there's an opportunity for Perron to go nuts here. And uh, the third left-winger of note that I put up is Nino Niederreiter. He's a guy that comes in a little lower at 4500 bucks, a skilled player who is trying to parlay five points in his last six games into top six minutes. He should get at that opportunity sooner rather than later because this is a Minnesota team that really is looking for some leadership uh, in their offense. They've kind of floundered around. Uh, for for parts of this season. And this is a flashy guy who could really ramp them up. And uh, if he gets on that power play on a regular basis, as he did before, he, he, he should get big minutes there and good opportunities to pad his stats as well. All right, so that's what we have starting out on the left wing side here. Let's go ahead and talk about some right wingers that we can make a case for here on Friday. Well, and I start with another guy on the Washington Capitals. I love this matchup for the Caps, and it's a good stack opportunity. I picked TJ Oshie, uh, the right winger, uh, on one of their top two lines. Uh, he's going to play with Nicholas Backstrom on a second scoring unit behind Ovechkin. That means they're going to escape top checking from the opponents, and that should provide opportunity for these two offensively skilled players to to have some fun tonight. Oshie will benefit also from the fact that Backstrom will not be looking around for Ovechkin because he he often defers to Ovechkin uh, with puck possession plays between the two. And now the focus will be on this new pairing with Backstrom and Oshie working well together, I think, uh, against Minnesota tonight. And then, sorry, if I continue, David Pasternak, $4,400. This is a cheaper option. But every bit as skilled as as Oshie, he's on the Bruins' second line at right wing and is healthy after a lengthy injury absence. That may account for his relatively low price because this guy is a an offensive dynamo when he gets rolling, and he is of late. He's got two goals, two assists in his last two starts. And uh, I think he's largely undervalued just because of the fact that he's been dealing with injuries. Finally, another value pick that I like in San Jose is Junis Donskoy, 3800 bucks. He comes in under the, under the 4K mark. Gets a home date against the lowly Sabres, and he's found his way into the Sharks power play rotation, playing upwards of three or four minutes a night on that unit and producing regularly. He's quickly elevating his profile to earn an increasing share of playing time amongst a group of veteran forwards in his rookie season, and that's quite an accomplishment out there on the left coast. All right, I like those plays as well. And you mentioned top checking. For me, I thought you were actually going to be talking about Bank of America or Wells Fargo. I think neither of those are good top checking options personally. I prefer credit unions. I don't know about you, 
Paul. Um, I, st- I stick with Canadian because, uh, I, and uh, this is right up my alley too, Josh, because our Canadian bank system, I'll say, is much better than the U.S. version where you can go out and get a bank charter if you want. And I think it needs to be regulated a hell of a lot better than it is. All right. Well, there you have it there. I've, all I'm going to say is I'm a little bit disappointed with the lack of top checking that I've had overall. And so maybe I should stop messing around with the banks and talk about maybe getting some T.J. Oshie or some uh, David Pashnak in my lineups around fa- on Fandle. That's uh, it's not happening at my bank. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Uh, before we move forward into the defensive portion here, we've got to talk business. We were talking business just a moment ago. Speaking of business, any of those business owners, maybe you're opening your own bank. Maybe you need a website. Why not do it yourself with Wix.com? No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix.com makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, so it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made, customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites each and every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy to worry about the budget, the scheduling appointments, or building a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to wix.com to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's talk about some stunning defenders here that are available for us to put in our FanDuel lineups on the Friday slate. Well, Josh, I found great value in tonight's listings with two power play quarterbacks of two of the top offensive teams in the league, and they've got good matchups tonight, So, and they're equally priced. So Sammy Vatnan and Josh, John Carlson are both coming in at 5100 bucks for Vatanen's part in Anaheim, 14 of his 31 points on the season have come on the power play. That's a very high percentage, but this guy lights it up when they have the extra man, and he's got a lot of offensive firepower in front of him to work with him when Perry and Getzlaff are reunited again on that unit. In his last nine games, he's been getting almost three shots on goal per game. Good things happen when you hit the net, and even when you put the puck around it with that group. And the same thing in Washington. John Carlson, he's not as hot as Vatanen recently, but you can't overlook him in this matchup against a reeling Minnesota club. And that's when they throw all their uh, offensive top guns in one basket. And Carlson is the power play quarterback there. And if you want a low-end guy, Rasmus Ristolainen in Buffalo, he's emerged as a Sabres power play quarterback and getting first-line minutes there as well. And he's playing almost every second of every power play that these guys are, are running, averaging over four minutes a game on, with the extra man in his last nine starts. And he's pouring a lot of shots on goal with 11 attempts on the net in his last four starts. All right, so just really quickly, if you're wondering why I'm not repeating some of the names or trying to repeat as few as possible, I feel like it's a spelling bee, and I don't want to go out in the first round, Paul, okay? <laughs> so I'm waiting for, like, John Gibson on goal. That I'm like, oh, Gibson, yeah, Gibson. Yes, uh, I love Gibson. Gibson's awesome. You know, so aside from me and my utter lack of expert fantasy hockey knowledge, I'm, I'm just – I'm. Beyond that, I'm waiting for a name, just a name that's fairly simple. <laughs> and it just, I, you know what? It's I, kudos to you for nailing all of these because, like, I, let alone nailing the spelling in in the in the shot sheet that we have here is more than than I would ever be able to do. I, we would, if you asked me to put this document together, I would say, um, can we start in the NHL playoffs? <laughs> that's when I'll feel comfortable with having some of these names and these spellings down. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. If I could just take a minute because the i'm of italian origin as you may have already gathered and uh, i've had a bit of a penchant for for wondering why they mispronounce some of the greatest names in hockey history phil esposito it's esposito 
mm-hmm. Dino Cicerelli. It's Ciccarelli. That's oh, wow. Every time Italian people hear those names, they cringe, and they tell me they're not pronouncing it right. They never have, and they never will. These players didn't care as much as the, the octogenarians that do uh, chime in when, when I talk to the people at the old folks' home when I go visit relatives over there. They say, why do they call these guys by their wrong names? And it's just a pet peeve that they've uh, wanted me to bring up. Oh well, you know, fairly good, fairly duly noted. Everybody who has a name deserves it to, to have it pronounced correctly, which is why I won't pronounce them because I don't want to butcher them. All right, like I said, I'm not going out in the first round of the of the Rotowire DFS spelling bee. Okay, so um, kudos to you. Hats off, great pronunciation on those names, and um, thanks for saving me. Uh, with that and and throwing me a bone with John Gibson, I appreciate that greatly. Uh, absolutely, and you know we talk we have to talk about Gibson a little bit because he's the eighth pick on the board tonight, Josh, while facing the twenty eighth team in the overall standings as the as the Ducks host the Sabers. So this represents a great value opportunity to me, and uh, represents the core of the lineup when you look at it and how we uh, we explained in our first show where you want to look at a candidate in that who has the chance, the best chance to get a shutout. That's what you should be thinking. The Ducks squad will limit the opportunities for the Sabres uh, that aren't normally uh, up to playing a close checking physical style and that's exactly what Anaheim will bring to the table tonight. Yeah, you know what? And just as somebody who's been going through and gathering the fantasy hockey knowledge along the way as we do this show here, uh, Paul, I think just slipping that to the defense, really, could you uncover something for newer fantasy hockey players on FanDuel that you may want to pay attention to? Is that And that's targeting defensemen that you know are going to be uh, in line for good power play time and maybe even shorthand uh, being uh, you know on the ice when it's shorthanded as well because that's extra minutes that you don't always account for for every single defenseman usually if they're one of the top defensemen on the team naturally they would be on those lines but it's something you should probably highlight and make note of and you did a good job doing that and I believe so just reviewing through the three plays that you mentioned here on defense are all of those guys in line for extra minutes on those lines Absolutely, and the fact of the matter is they come in at exceptional values. So that's after I make my goalie pick, that's the next place I go. I look for value on defense, and I was absolutely shocked, Josh, when I saw the prices on these guys because you can really hit some homers uh, tonight, and it gives you flexibility to to take on a guy like a Marshawn who's one of the high-end players on the board offensively. So look for the value on the blue line because you may be surprised and find some of the power play quarterbacks are undervalued as we did tonight, and that's a, a great opportunity for tonight's board. All right, that's uh, great to mention, and I think that's uh, a nice little key fundamental factor that people can sort of look to gain some extra value on their fantasy lineups on FanDuel. So let's go ahead and flip the page over to Saturday, February 27th. We've got, uh, what do we have? What looks like, is it nine games nine on Nine games, Yes, yep. okay. I just eyeballed that. That was awesome. Good All right, job. so let's go ahead and get the uh, breakdown from you on who's on tap and how you feel about these matchups really quick. Well, there's only one that features a back-to-back situation, and that's Buffalo in L.A., and it's not much of a travel issue, so there won't be that factor filtering into my picks uh, for the second half. But uh, certainly there are some rivalry games. There are the games of playoff implications. I look at the Rangers and Dallas. That's uh, a top defensive-minded team facing a top offensive-minded team. Toronto and Montreal, even though both teams flounder, uh, floundering this year uh, big time, it's a special night in Canada when those two, two teams hook up. So, And then we have the outdoor game, Detroit and Colorado. I think the alumni game tonight could be more fireworks than the, the game tomorrow because those teams had a very heated rivalry for much of the late 80s and 90s, and uh, a lot of those players are showing up tonight. So uh, that will be must-viewing must for me tonight as well. 
All right. So uh, with that preview of the nine-game slate for Saturday, we don't have pricing to reference just yet, uh, but we do have uh, recent reference for uh, games of some of these. Uh, we have one game that would overlap, so you know, we wish we had a few more games to sort of reference for the Friday prices. But regardless, we're going to have Paul pinpoint his top plays uh, for the Saturday slate, and we'll start at the center position. Okay, at the center position, Claude Giroux is expected to be back in the lineup for Philadelphia, and that's big news for the Flyers because they need him as their linchpin on the offense and the power play. And he's missed a couple of games with a nagging undisclosed injury, one of those upper body or lower body mysteries that comes out regularly in the, the injury list. That's my pet peeve, the Josh. But he gets a favorable matchup against an Arizona team that probably won't like playing against him and his line mates. They're a physical trio, and they will bring the pain against uh, Arizona, both physically and maybe on the scoreboard even tonight. Uh, Je- Jeff Carter, I watched him last night against the Sabres. He looks like he's firing on all cylinders. This is a guy who blows hot and cold, though, in L.A., playing second line. He'll avoid checking from the Buffalo checkers and should be lighting things up when they get the extra man. He's He's been dangerous as all get out most recent games and uh, his size will pose a problem for the Sabres uh, defense, I think. Then a value pick at center, I pick Nazem Kadri of the Leafs. He's playing with a real edge to his game and a confidence that I haven't seen uh, with his puck handling. Uh, and he's playing for another contract, and he gets to do it against the Montreal Canadiens, a team, the team that he favored as a, a kid. And uh, in Montreal, he'll be fired up for that when he's got five points in his last three games. I think he's going to come in at a low value, though, so there's a real opportunity to capitalize there. All right, fair enough. Um, so let's let's go ahead and talk about. Um the left wing position, I believe, for the Saturday slate. A couple guys that we can sort of take a uh, take a shot on here, given the matchups they have available for Saturday. So who are you pinpointing here? I'm looking at Chris Kunis. He gets to play alongside that Crosby kid. I think you might, may have heard of him as well. They face a Winnipeg team that's been involved in some high-scoring games of late, and uh, it's no secret that the, the Penguins will trade chances with anybody with their top-end uh, players and they're going to get a boost as well because they expect maybe Evgeny Malkin will be back for this game. So look for Kunitz to have a real good chance to pad his offensive stats in this matchup. Then Max Pacioretty in that same matchup against the Leafs, he seems to light things up when he faces Toronto. And uh, he particularly owns their uh, goalie, Jonathan Bernier. He has lit him up. Uh, repeatedly in, in matchups, and I expect Bernie to be in that for the Leafs. This is a, their go-to guy on the power play, their captain. He should come in at a good price only because he and the team have had a lower profile in the second half due to a very bad string, almost historically bad, but uh, seeing the blue and white of the Maple Leafs could uh, put fire in Pacioretty's eyes, and he's a good value. And then the third uh, player of note on the left side is Mikhail Grigorenko. He's in that outdoor game against Detroit, a home game for Colorado. He's been getting top-line minutes with Matt Duchesne and Jerome Ginnett, plus lots of power play time, and should be a good value uh, in that profile because he's only got 19 points on the year, Josh, in 55 games. But recently, he's been lighting it up with four points in his last six games, and more than that, getting a lot of offensive chances, some uh, good shot totals, and uh, I, I like him in this matchup. All right, you know what? I don't know how... Um nearly as much as you know about hockey, obviously. But if you told me that Bing Crosby was playing in, in this game on Saturday, I would have, I'm not a, an expert. I'm just going to take your word for it. Okay. I, so um, if you tell me he has fancy value, um, I'll be surprised if he's not like minimum salary. I'm, I'm going to say, but you know, like, like I said, I'm going to leave the analysis to you. You, you tell me if, if Bing Crosby is, is getting some ice time, then kudos to him. So. I wonder if that's Chris's middle, uh, real middle name, or maybe it's a, 
the name and the dressing room, they hung on him, nickname. But it's definitely Chris Kunitz and uh, Sidney Crosby. So we'll see what uh, Sid the Kid does. And Bing uh, hopefully won't be rolling over in his grave for, with a bad result there. Okay, sounds good to me. All right, we can flip over to the right side of the wing and talk about um, how sharp we are, are going to be paying attention to our lineups in the right wing section. You've been stealing our notes here and taking a look at them. I can tell you're studying. Patrick Sharp of the Dallas Stars gets a home date against the Rangers. He's got six points in his last four games. He was brought in to add some firepower to an already offensively rich lineup, and he's earning power play time on a very potent unit there. He should be less than, uh, money than a lot of other uh, options on, the, on that flank because he hasn't been playing top six minutes until the last few games again. And uh, he's uh, definitely more of a one-way player and fits in with the uh, run-and-gun type of play that you'll see out of Dallas every night. Another guy in uh, Calgary is uh, Yuri Hoodler. Yuri Hoodler is uh, a, a bit happier than he was earlier in the season, Josh, because he was taken off the line that he played with for much of the season. Uh, and now he's reunited on that top unit, and he's looking like the guy that got 70-plus points last year. And I think uh, he, he could have a chance to light it up because he's got a familiarity with Monaghan and Godreau, who get a lot more of the press, press clippings. And the fact that they do get more of the, less, uh, more of the press clippings means maybe his pl- price will be a little lower. They face a porous off a, uh, Ottawa defense that will give up opportunities. So this looks like a real good matchup to me, and he might be a good value play as well. Finally, a guy who might be playing in his last game as Maple Leaf, ahead of the trade deadline. We haven't touched on that. But a lot of the guys that are playing on Saturday night may find themselves in different cities uh, and with different uniforms and teammates. Parento is certain to be one of them. Uh, he's playing in Montreal where he played for the hometown Habs last season, so an emotional night for him on many levels. He leads the Leafs with six power play goals and six points in his last seven games. All right. Uh, I think those are solid plays overall. Very sharp indeed. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about... Um, if we have to choose one, like out of the wings that you've all mentioned, you're like, I, I don't know if we, we get the salaries and we take a look at them, they don't work out. One guy that makes it, who's the first guy in? Where are we at? I like Yuri Hoodler just because of the familiarity that he's got with his line mates. And he's scoring like he did last year when he hit on seven uh, at a 73 point uh, total on the season. And he's well off that total. But the fact is, he's back in that circumstance, and he faces an Ottawa team that gives up by far the most shots on goal per game. It's a home game for Calgary, so they'll uh, avoid top-checking uh, units against them. I just think that could be the most favorable pick on the board on Saturday just because I think he'll come in at a good price point as well. All right. Um, we, then we have uh, value sections that are currently available, as I like to call them, value town. So we have a couple residents of Value Town for the Saturday, and who may they be? Well, I like Parento in, uh, in the Leafs Canadians game. I already touched on the fact that it's going to be an emotional night just because these two t- clubs get together. That's just part of the recipe. It's his last game. He's going to go out, want to go out on a high. He's been firing on all cylinders. Formed a really good chemistry with Nazem Kadri, who's hoping against hope that he doesn't get dealt. He was quoted widely in the papers today following last night's game, a two-point effort for Parento. I think there's going to be great value there. He's uh, got, he's closing in on a 20-goal season, and I don't, I'd be surprised if he comes in at over 4000 bucks on tomorrow's slate. So that's uh, that's a guy that leaps off the board. And maybe uh, in... Uh, in another circumstance, I would highlight Grigorenko in that outdoor game just because I don't think he's got the profile of a lot of guys in Colorado, but he's he's got the top six minutes coming his way and uh, producing at a pretty good pace most recently. 
just in your estimate, and then maybe this is fantasy related or DFS related, maybe it's not. Uh, do you feel like there's any difference uh, in play <laughs> scoring at anything that affects the game being that it's being held outdoors, or is it just like any other uh, NHL game? Well, I, I think if you talk to each of these players, they'll say, oh, it's great to go back and do something we used to do as kids. Uh, I don't know where these guys played. I never played an outdoor game when I was a kid. I mostly played indoor, but they all chime in with that uh, fable, and uh, I don't think it matters. I think it probably adds to the excitement that they have because it's such a rare opportunity. There's there's another reason for people to get up for the game, and and I I guess it's reflected in in the spectacle. So they want to be a positive impact on that spectacle. They'll give it their best effort. All right, that makes sense to me. All right, so we can go ahead and flip over to the defensive side and talk about who can make your lineup here on Saturday on defense. Well, I went with a lot of, I think, favorable options money-wise to make room for Oliver Ekman-Larsen in the Arizona versus Philadelphia matchup. This guy on the Coyotes' blue line leads all blue liners with nine points in his last ten games, and this team is another team that likes to run and gun. And uh, Philadelphia's defense is a little bit shaky at times, and uh, they do like to sit in the penalty box and earn their penalty minutes, so that's where this guy truly shines, and, and his mates can really set him up because he's the focal point of most of the offense whenever he's on the ice, and he'll play almost 30 minutes. So he's a real good play. He'll cost you money, though. A guy who'll come in a little cheaper, Colton Pareko in St. Louis, matchup at Nashville. He's on another hot streak with seven points in his last eight, eight, eight games, but he had gone scoreless in five games before that stretch, so I'm counting on that being a part of the reason why he might not be one of the most expensive options, but he's a huge guy and a dynamic part of their offense when he's on the ice. And uh, he's a rookie that's impressed. They've got a, we've got an exceptional rookie class that's debuted in the NHL. And Pareko's one of the guys that hasn't got the publicity of some of the others, but he's every bit as good and valuable to his team as some of those other players that have got much more of the newspaper clippings. Then finally, a value play that uh, this guy is a fan, a favorite of the Boo Birds in Montreal, but he's also been there during the good times. So he's a real focal point of the Montreal team when they're on, on the power play and on the penalty kill situation that you alluded to, uh, kingpin on the special teams, and he logs a lot of time along PK, alongside P.K. Subban, the signature player of the Habs, and it seems that Markov really does well on the power play, and I, I want to emphasize that point because the Leafs are among the worst teams on the penalty kill, and that's where I think uh, Markov could have some value on Saturday night. Finally, finally a name that's close for me, Markov. I can deal with that. The, the first two were brutal. And I was—I had to take mulligans on on those as well. I was wondering if we were going to get to anything on Saturday that was going to be, you know, in in the the university level for me. And I'll do, I'll take Markov for sure. That's as good as Smith in in, in, in my book. So uh, without further ado, we need one goalie for Saturday. Who do you got for me? Well, again, this is where I started, and I say let's look at the shutout opportunity. And I the one name left off the page, and it's going to cost probably, and that's Roberto Luongo, the Panthers. Uh, of Florida have really tightened things up defensively, allowing only six goals in their last four games, and they get a favorable matchup against a Columbus team that's really underperformed all season long. So I think that's where you begin uh, your lineup construction, and you find that you'll pay for it, but he should reward you with an easy win. All right, fair enough for me. And that is going to be the uh, Luongo and Short of this podcast here. Uh, thanks, as always, to Paul Bruno for his expert insight. You can make sure you can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. If you have any problems with me and my hockey analysis, I'm sorry. This is, I'm doing the best I can. So <laughs> just leave all your questions over to Paul on Twitter at Statsman22. If you have any um, questions about something not hockey related maybe you can check you can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. Um, Paul and I will be back uh, breaking down the 
NHL plays here each and every Friday on this very show for two days worth of sites. Make sure you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.